When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for being a part of the Fearless Army. Drop us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and when you do, ask me a question in the comments. Each week, we'll compile your best questions and answer them on air. Fearless with Jason Whitlock. I am Jason Whitlock, your host. Happy Monday. Uh, thank you for joining me. Very serious show uh, planned for you today. I hope that it's a great show. Um, I think it'll be a great show, but it's just going to be me and you uh, chatting for an hour or so about the events uh, happening in Israel and the events and how they could impact us here in America, uh, look, I am not on the firmest ground here, but I, I spent the weekend thinking, talking about, reading, trying to figure out what time we're living in and what's going on. And so to the best of my ability, I'm going to unpack that uh, here today. Allow me some grace. Uh, as I talk about these things, uh, this is a moving target, and, and we're in some uncharted waters, in, in my opinion, and, and I'm certainly in uncharted waters uh, talking about this, but I, I feel like uh, the stuff that went on in football and the sports world all seemed very insignificant in comparison to uh, America perhaps being drawn into a, a military conflict that could draw the entire world into a military conflict and potentially World War III. And so I, I wanna share with you all my thoughts. I would love for you all to share with me your thoughts as I'm discussing this. So please hop in the comments, hop in the live chat, tell me what you think. I, I'm still in a process of, of just trying to learn and discern and understand the time that we're living in and all these events that are going on around the world. And so I'm open to your perspective as well as I always am, but I, I'm actually inviting your perspective. So if you could on YouTube, leave a comment. If you're listening on Apple, write a comment, tell me what you think. If you would like to email me, fearlessblazeshow at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you all what you think, who you think maybe we should be bringing on as a guest to help us better understand this. Do all of that uh, today as I walk you through my perspective to the best of my ability right now. Before I do that, <clears throat> I wanna talk to you guys about uh, my favorite new sponsor, CB Distillery. Uh, CB Distillery offers a full range of carefully formulated CBD and other plant-based solutions packed with whole body 
healing plant compounds and vital nutrients. 100% clean ingredients, no artificial colors, flavors, or preservatives. Recommended by Dr. Kevin Frey, the Mayo Clinic trained internist and preventative health specialist. If you're frustrated with a health concern that's not getting better, try CBD from a source that I trust, that my family trusts, cbdistillery.com. Need better sleep? 90% of customers report better sleep with CBD. Could you use more calm? 81% say CBD helps with stress and anxiety, suffering with pain after exercise, like me. I'm part of the 80% report less pain after physical activity. Enjoy better focus and concentration. Visit cbdistillery.com and enter my promo code FEARLESS for your discount. No prescription required. That's cbdistillery.com. Promo code FEARLESS for 20% off. That's cbdistillery.com. I can report back to you. One, I use the ointment to help me with the aches and pains of working out. My mother and sister-in-law have been using their products to help them get a better night's sleep. They're raving about their improved sleep and how refreshed they feel using these products. cbdistillery.com. Use my promo code FEARLESS for 20% off. <sighs> All right. Uh, so without further ado, let me try to, and, and I'm not going to call this a fire starter. Uh, I'm, I'm going to call this a conversation with Jason Whitlock <laughs> about Israel, Hamas, Iran, and the situation over in the Middle East. And, and, and I'm going, I got to unpack this in a way that makes sense for me and makes sense for this audience. I am no expert on Middle East politics, what has gone on between Jewish people and Muslim people in the Middle East. Uh, what I am, I believe, have some expertise and insight into offer uh, us as American is an examination of what we should think and what we should be feeling as Americans about this issue and about why this issue seems so cloudy and so confusing. How did we get to a point where I, I believe none of us know what to really think and how we should actually feel? Yes, we should be shocked and to some degree outraged by uh, the violent attack on Israeli citizens, no question, shocked and outraged is appropriate. But a full understanding of how we got here and, and why things like this are transpiring, I, I think that issue is a tiny bit more complex. And, and I am struggling with, I don't know where to turn for rock solid information. And, and what it made me think about was uh, this whole mentality, this whole movement that has been transpiring in America for the last 20 years, it seems like, that diversity is the end all be all. And so I'm gonna connect it and tell you why I'm thinking that way, don't, don't I'm not, driving us off the road immediately. But, but there's this belief, 
in America, and, and maybe it's global, all I can talk about is in America, is that diversity is our strength. Every time we turn around, someone is telling us that diversity is our strength and that we should uh, be so proud and so in inclusive of diversity. Th this, the left says this on a constant loop. And I just want to play some clips. And again, I know many of you in the audience are, already know this, but you know, we, part of me doing this show is inviting my audience, which is a lot of my audience has been sports driven and, and we're kind of new to fully understanding what's been going on in the culture. But I want to play some of these clips of, of Barack Obama, Bernie Sanders, Nancy Pelosi, these people talking about diversity being our strength, and I'm going to tell you why this is problematic on the other side of that. So let's just play two or three of these back-to-back -back of, of these Democrat politicians and influencers and leaders talking about diversity being our strength. Together, all of you remind us that America is and always has been a nation of immigrants. Throughout our history, immigrants have come to our shores in wave after wave from every corner of the globe. Every one of us, unless we're Native American, has an ancestor who was born somewhere else. And even though we haven't always looked the same or spoken the same language, as Americans, we've done big things together. We won this country's freedom together. We built our greatest cities together. We defended our way of life together. We've continued to perfect our union together. That's what makes America special. That's what makes us strong. The basic idea of welcoming immigrants to our shores is central to our way of life. It is in our DNA. We believe our diversity, our differences, when joined together by a common set of ideals, makes us stronger. And I'm running for president because I believe that we have to have leadership in this country who has worked with and have the experience of working with all folks. And we've got to recreate the Obama coalition to win. And that means about women, that's people of color, that's our LGBTQ community, that's working people, that's our labor unions. But that is how we are going to win this election, and I Senator. intend to win. Our diversity is a strength. It is not a weakness. An economic strength, a competitive strength, a cultural strength. Our diversity is a strength. It is not a weakness. We are a gorgeous mosaic of people from throughout the world. As John Lewis would sometimes remind us on this floor, we may have come over on different ships, but we're all in the same boat now. We are white, we are black, we are Latino, we are Asian, we are Native American. We are Christian, we are Jewish, we are Muslim, we are Hindu. We are religious, we are secular. We are gay, we are straight. We are young, we are older. We are women, we are men. We are citizens, we are dreamers. Out of many, we are one. That's what makes America a great country. We all want to thank the president for making all the difference in the world with an agenda of diversity, inclusion, innovation, and justice, always for the children. 
<laughs> There's other clips I, I could play you, but I, I don't want to be redundant. You know, everybody has on the left has made this argument about diversity and, and how it's our strength. And everybody's brought in, bought into it, it seems like, all corporate America. But diversity is not our strength. Shared values had been America's strength. Shared values among people that look different uh, had been our strength. And now that they have destroyed that, shared values, now that we have no shared values and everybody focuses in on, hey, what's your skin color? Who do you have sex with? Uh, what do you feel in the moment? Has that been valid? What's your pronoun? Men can be women. Women can be men. We no longer have shared values. And that's why there's so much confusion right now among many of us, among most people. It's like, we don't know how to react to the events that have gone on in Israel. We are no longer a Judeo-Christian culture. We don't have shared values. And that does not mean that there was some magical time when everybody believed the exact same thing. There was no magical time when that was a fact. But there was a magical time where there were certain truths and certain things that most of us believed about America and believed about America's founding and believed that America was a force for good in the world and in this country. There was, for most of us, a belief in God, a belief in a higher power. There were there was a belief at our founding that our rights came from an inalienable and a creator from above. Our inalienable rights came from a creator above. We no longer believe that as a majority. We have uh, overdosed on surface level diversity and overdosed on inviting in people who completely disagree with our founding and our founding fathers and our founding principles. Completely disagree. And so America cannot move as one. America can't move as two or three or four. We've overdosed on diversity and now everybody and what everybody thinks is most important and affirming everyone's feelings and thoughts, no matter how stupid, no matter how uninformed is most important. We now have a Supreme Court justice who refused to say what a woman is. And so when you move off of foundational truths, Biblical, Genesis, foundational truths, man and woman, one creator. When you move off of that foundation, 
everything becomes very, very cloudy and you don't know what to think about anything. And that's where we are here in America. And that's where we are here in the world because we have been the leader of the free world, the greatest influence on the world. We are totally locked into chaos and confusion because we've moved off our shared values and we've moved off any standard of truth and facts. And so if you're wondering why there are so big, this whole potpourri of opinions about how we should feel about what's going on in Israel, who's right, who's wrong. And again, I, I, I don't have the answer about who's right and who's wrong in the dispute between Israel and Palestine. I, I know what Hamas did is wrong and criminal and worthy of a response. But there's a whole segment of America that's actually pro-Palestine, sympathetic to Hamas, and thinking Israel has gotten what it deserves. And those people live right here and have political power right here in America. Ilan Omar, the representative out of of uh, Minnesota. She's a Somalian. She, I, I want to read you her tweet about what's, what's gone on in Israel. I condemn the horrific acts we are seeing unfold today in Israel against children, women, the elderly, and the unarmed people, or the unnamed people who are being slaughtered and taken hostage by Hamas. Such senseless violence will only repeat the back and forth cycle we've seen, which we cannot allow to continue. We need to call for a de-escalation de and ceasefire. I will keep advocating for peace and justice throughout the Middle East. That's Elon Omar. Here's Elon Omar with a pro-Palestine tweet. Reminder, Gaza doesn't have shelters or an iron dome and to please pray for them. May peace prevail in the region and move us towards a moral awakening to care about the human suffering we are seeing. Palestinians are human beings who have been in besieged and are deserving of protection from the international community. Ayanna Presley, here's her ceasefire tweet. These devastating attacks on Israelis are deeply alarming and my heart breaks for the victims and their beloved and their loved ones. We need an immediate ceasefire and de-escalation. It is long past time to stop this cycle of violence and trauma and work toward a just and lasting peace in the region. So that's one side of the argument that's, that's going. And, and, and I'm not going to rip or shred them. I'm just going to say. These people have been elected to political office here in the United States of America. That's their position. Here's the other side of the coin. Ben Shapiro from the Daily Wire. Uh, hate, and he quotes the Bible first. Hate evil, you who love the Lord, Psalms 97. <clears throat> we have a moral duty to hate perpetrators of rape. 
kidnappers of children, mass murderers of innocents. There is no moral equivalence. There is no cycle of violence. Hamas is the face of evil. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm telling you, and it's not that I'm caught in the middle. I'm just confused. I don't know what to believe. We have so overdosed on diversity and so minimized shared values that people of great political influence across America have wildly disparate views about what's going on in Israel. Wildly disparate views. They're attacked by Hamas, and one group is arguing, blow Gaza, Palestine, blow them all to smithereens, and the other group is saying, hey, be sympathetic, de-escalate, cease fire, their sympathies are with the other side. We, we, I've seen people, uh, images of people protesting, queers for Palestine and all this. We've overdosed on diversity. And, and I, 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 <clears throat> we've minimized shared values. And, and, and we've confused that Hey, everybody thinking whatever they want, that's what makes America great. There's no nation that can survive under this mentality. It just cannot be done, particularly when the leaders of the nation have opened our borders and have allowed any and everybody to come into our country. This is insanity. This is insane, and this is what concerns me, because again, I'm no expert on Israel versus Palestine. What I am an expert on, to some degree, is like, hey, this is unsafe, allowing all of these people who don't share our values, have no respect for our founding documents or our founders don't believe in the American way. We can't even agree on what the American way is. And we're allowing people just to storm through our southern borders, making all of us vulnerable. I'm not fear-mongering. I'm telling you the facts. When you look and see the thousands and thousands and millions of people that we've allowed come through our southern border. We are every bit as vulnerable as Israel. And and the people that raise their hand or raise their voices in complaint about, hey man, I, 
I hear your diversity talk, but we just can't let any and everybody up into our country. We can't let people that don't share our values just come into our country. We have to agree on what our values are. There was a time when we agreed on what American values were and are. And that's what made America great. And that's what allowed us to overcome all kinds of injustices. That's what allowed us to end slavery, end segregation, end Jim Crow. Diminish, legalize racial discrimination. It was our shared values. I'm not saying everybody was on board, but there was enough of us on board with a belief in a higher power, with Christian values, that we fix things here in America. Things improved. And then over the last 60 years, we've allowed everybody to promote this diversity is our strength. And we don't need shared values. We just need everybody to have a seat at the table to voice their opinion about any and everything. And that's how 3% of the population, what had been the LGBTQ crowd, the alphabet mafia, that's how they've come to dominate the American political conversation. That's how they became the untouchables. And the whole society is being remade to favor and cater to them. Diversity, inclusion, when that becomes the standard, instead of promoting and, and, and realizing and being thankful for the shared values that made this country great, that's what's so annoying and frustrating for me. I, I, I see so many people that express and show no appreciation for the blessing of living here, being born here in America, the freest place on the earth, the safest place on the earth for, and I'm just, I'm gonna get down to the nitty gritty of it, for black people, safest, most prosperous, place on earth for black people. And we've let a group of leftists and Marxists and all the people that diversity, 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 convince us that living here in America is not a blessing, it's an actual curse. And we need to do everything we can to uh, up and disrupt the Judeo-Christian culture that made America great and made this place here, right here in America, the safest, most prosperous, most opportunity-rich opportunity place on the planet for everybody, including black people. Let's disrupt that. Let's uh, hold hands with every group of people that have a problem with America, every group that thinks they're a victim, 
every group that thinks they've been exploited by America. Let's hold hands with them. The, 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 and again, I spent this weekend reading the book, the book of Judges and just reading the Bible and just and I, it was my plan before this thing went on with Israel to read the book of Judges because I've, I've been thinking a lot about idolatry and just thinking about what's going on in the world. And then the thing with Israel happened and I just happened to be reading the book of Judges and reading people's commentaries on the book of Judges. And, and, and we talked about it last week with uh, Anthony and Virgil. And, and, I, th- and I, I know this is Old Testament, but, but I just think about the people that use their Christian faith to survive and overcome slavery to survive and overcome segregation and Jim Crow and and laws on the books that discriminated against them. You use Christianity to overcome all of that. You use your relationship with God. You lean into God. You pray. You gather with other Christians to overcome all of that. And then once you have the freedom Then you abandon God and partner up with the secular elites so that you can do whatever you think and whatever you feel. And and we think there will be no punishment for that. If, if, If my understanding of the book of Judges, the people in Israel at that time, and I'm relating this to us here in America, Because, again, I'm no expert on Israel, but I'm talking about what we're doing here in America. We're walking away from our faith, black, white, all of us, for this secular society. And and we've got leadership that's allowing wicked people, wicked people to enter through our southern border. People that don't share our values, have no respect for what had been our values. And if my understanding of the book of Judges is correct, God used wicked people to punish the people in Israel that abandoned him, that should know better. That's what we're setting up for here in America. Those of you That And again, it's not just, don't just wag a finger at the left. Wag a finger at yourself. I'm wagging one at myself. Because I've been a part of abandoning God, abandoning my beliefs, living a very immoral lifestyle. There's a price to pay for that. When God has been as good to you, as he's been to us here in America. And so I I look at what's going on in Israel and say, I'm going to pray for them. I want them to receive justice. But I live here in America, and I'm worried about us in America. I look at what's happening in Israel and say, whoa, that could be us very soon. 
We're ungrateful. We've abandoned God. We have one of the most immoral societies going. I'm not some prude. We have little kids being dragged to drag queen shows. We have teachers in second and third grade trying to talk to our kids about their sexuality. We have presidents of the United States calling gender mutilation, gender affirming care. We're normalizing boys and men competing in sports against girls and women. Everything, we're radical materialists. We flaunt our wealth. We, 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 we have no honor. And there will be a judgment for that in my view. And so I look, at, look across and say, what's happening? Oh, but for the grace of God, for now, there go us. But, but all the pieces are in place for us to have domestic terrorism in a real way. All these people we've let in across the border we know nothing about that have no respect for us and our way. And all the justification. And, and again, we can sit around and, 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 and talk about how wicked they are. But my understanding of the Bible and what I read in the book of Judges is like, we need to be addressing how wicked we are. And, and why we're falling out of favor. You know, I'm saying this because I don't have a full understanding of Israel, but I have an understanding of America. And America is one of the greatest blessings God has ever bestowed on a group of people. Are we grateful for it? Have we protected this blessing? Have we have we stayed in alignment with God? to thank him for this blessing of the United States of America, the greatest country on earth, the place that solved slavery, solved segregation and discrimination, created more opportunity for everyone else. Are we grateful for that? Or have we allowed people to convince us that America is the great oppressor? And, and, and that America and Christianity, that's the real evil. Have we walked away from our faith? And I'm not talking about just people that don't go to church. I'm talking about many of us that go to church, but don't the rest of the week, every other hour that we're not in church, none of our behavior is in alignment with God. We And again, this is where I got into the whole sports thing about the idol worship. And, and, the, and again, reading the book of Judges and, and what God had uh, these altars of worship destroyed. All the, the, I felt silly attempting 
to watch NFL football on Sunday. I felt silly. Because these big, gigantic, enormous stadiums that are altars for us to go worship instead of worshiping God on Sunday. I felt silly doing it. And so I, this Sunday, I watched as little NFL football as I've probably watched in maybe ever since I've been watching football or since you know, all the games started coming on TV. There used to be a time when you could only get one or two games on TV on Sunday, but I watched as little as I could because one, I was so distracted reading judges and reading other people's interpretation of judges, and I just wanted to put my focus on God on Sunday and just trying to understand, but I, I just felt silly because we've been walked into a very idolatrous and silly time where our focus is so taken off God and so on chasing material wealth, entertaining ourselves, as Roy says, jerking off porn, all of this stuff. And, and what we've allowed to go on with our with young people and with kids. There's a judgment coming for us. Here in America. It, it's already taking place. I, I'm. Many of us, you watch this show, you're already frustrated. And you're like, oh, look at what's going on. My whole way of life is being destroyed. And it's because we allowed it. Don't blame them. Blame yourself. Blame us. We allowed it. If you, if you wonder, and again, not defending, not defending any of these terrorists, But they are motivated. I'm not defending them. They are motivated by our wickedness. We look so hypocritical to them. We look so stupid, immoral, hypocritical to them that they hate us. We're wagging a finger at them. They're wagging a finger back at us. Look at what you tolerate. Look at what you promote. Look at what you celebrate. You have a pride month. You have a pride month. Your children are being taken to parades and men are wiggling their balls, bats and balls in front of the kids while your kids go tuck dollars. This is legal in your society? Your politicians defend this? It's, you got a Supreme Court justice who won't say what a woman is? They hate us. I, I, I gotta be, and I, I can get in trouble, I don't care, I'm just telling you what I really think. It's, it's like, I hate us too. We're so hypocritical. We're so fraudulent. The stuff that we're tolerating. I can't. The number of people in the past five years that I've talked to that are well aware, like, ooh, America really should be destroyed. The, the, the crap we got going on here. 
the, the number of people that I've heard say, man, I'm just I'm ready to go home. This is too crazy. I'm not, I ain't talking about 85 year old people like my mother. I heard this from young people like, man, this is crazy. What's going on? What we've done and all they don't fully understand. But again, we've turned away from God. We've bought into this whole diversity, equity and inclusion, that diversity is our strength, that there are no that there are no values that we all should share. And that we all must protect. In order to remain the greatest nation on the earth, in order to stay in God's goodwill. In order to show. Gratitude. For being born here, that, that, that's all I could think about, you know, the first 50 years, 45 years of my life. Like, what an incredible blessing to be born here in America of all the places I could live. And so it's like for black people, our our, our narrative, our celebration should be, oh, my God. God delivered us. To America. We got here and, and our ancestors suffered so that we could receive this blessing of being here in America. Our ancestors suffered so that we could experience this blessing. And this is how we repay them. By joining a movement that has no respect for America, that wants to upend and destroy America, this is how we repay them? This is how we repay God? It is so crystal clear that being here in the safest, most opportunity-rich country on the planet, this is an incredible blessing. Is that how we treat it? Is that how we talk about it? Is that how we behave? <laughs> so because of this silly time that they've created, this silly culture, this, and I talked about it last week or the week before about this clown world uh, th that we created. It's like yesterday, I'm, I'm <clears throat> again, I'm not watching much football. I'm, I'm reading the Bible and, and talking with people, trying to understand what's going on here. And occasionally I'm looking up and taking a peek at what's going on in the football games. And I kept seeing this commercial for 60 Minutes and what was going to happen on 60 Minutes last night. And, and I was sitting there like, Israel is under attack and we could be moving towards World War III. And, and you got to, again, because I'm 56, uh, you guys are, a lot of the audience is old enough to remember this. 60 Minutes used to be a serious journalism program. Now, I'm not saying they got everything right because they didn't. But when major world events like this went on, when, when something this critical, when, when something that could provoke 
Iran and other countries in the Middle East to attack Israel and, and force America to have to get involved and perhaps force China and Russia to choose a side and get involved. This is what's going on is very, very serious. And so when things like that used to happen, 60 Minutes would pivot on a dime and cover it and get on a major newsmaker to talk about these issues in a serious way so that we would be informed. But, but we're, at, we're at such, it, it's, it's dangerous. For, 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 before I get to the 60 Minutes, I want to I show you what Gretchen Whitmer, governor of Michigan, <laughs> Had to say, and it, it again. This is when you overdose on diversity, and and there are no shared values. The, 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 Israel gets attacked by Hamas. The, the, it's an event that could spiral out of control and lead to World War III. Here's what a governor has to say to protect herself or himself in their political office. I've been in touch with communities impacted by what's happening in the region. It's abhorrent. My heart is with all those impacted. We need peace in this region. She's afraid to say Israel. She's afraid to say Hamas. She's afraid to say Gaza. She's afraid to take any position. She just put out a couple, two or three sentences of platitudes. Because she's got a Muslim voting base. She's got people that are in support of Hamas and Palestine. She's scared to death. She, she, she's not speaking to a group of people that have shared values, a shared worldview of any kind. She's speaking to a bunch of special interest groups in throughout Michigan. And so she has to say nothing. And that's where America is. We're so uninformed. We have so uh, many people on television and news that answer to Pfizer and Big Pharma and Moderna and Johnson and Johnson. That. We don't know where to turn for truth. Because Big Pharma is, is actually speaking on cable TV and on regular TV. And, and Big Pharma just wants you distracted and just doesn't want, they want you uninformed. And so I'm, I'm and again, this is the old me, and I haven't watched really 60 Minutes in a, in a long time, but, but again, I was just sitting there like, we're at the brink of World War III, and 60 Minutes is doing a profile on Rich Paul? A profile on Rich Paul. The world is potentially going up in flames, and the alleged journalistic institution of record for television is doing a profile on Rich Paul tonight. Right? So football game just takes place on CBS. You can funnel that football audience into a conversation about world events. 
that are impacting their lives. You could funnel that audience into a discussion like, hey, you know, we've opened our borders and I bet you we got people from Hamas living here. We could you could do that. But that's not what Big Pharma wants us to do. And so we got treated to a video of <laughs> Rich Paul, who's for those of you that don't know, he's LeBron agents. He's one of LeBron agents, friends from high school that LeBron installed as his agent. And he's an NBA agent. And they treated this guy as if he's the first NBA agent, black uh, sports agent in the history of sports, which is a joke and not true. And then they allowed him and they packaged him as if his life spent, and I'm not joking, and we're going to play a small clip here, but you watch it. And the overall message was, hey, uh, Rich Paul <coughs> was a dope dealer, a gambler, and a street hustler. And that's where he got his education and how he became uh, the most powerful sports agent in the NBA. That was his training ground. And, and young men out there, you can go through the same training ground. Be, being an NBA agent is no different than being a rapper. Uh, shoot dice, deal drugs, hustle in the streets. That will prepare you. Play the clip. It's your dad's store just right in here. Yeah, and this was, this was my world. This now empty corner was a hotbed of activity, legal and illegal. It was a shootout right here on this corner. Big Rich taught his son to always think two steps ahead. He scraped together the money to send him to a Catholic high school away from the neighborhood. Still, there was no avoiding the streets. You don't know what you're in. That's your norm. That's my norm. Sardines out the can. That was today's version of tuna tartare on the Waldorf rooftop. <laughs> <You know? laughs> this was my education, though. This was... This was my Harvard, my Michigan, my Morehouse. And the same things I learned on this corner, I take into the boardroom. Because the one thing this teaches you that I don't think you can learn from those institutions is people, characters. And on these streets, it's no better way to learn character because they're coming with everything. His dad taught him another skill, a way to make money if all else fails, with a pair of dice. Paul and his best friend, Edward Givens, were regulars at an open-air casino in the park. Fifty people crowded around this little area, and the energy was high. It was, it was an arena. And Rich Paul was a natural. And how much would you earn? I mean, a slow day was $1,000. And a not-slow day? Ah, uh, you know, four or five. Four or five thousand dollars. Yeah. Easy. When Easy. you were 14, 15, 16. Oh, yeah. But what did you learn from this experience? You gain a resilience here. We won majority of the time. But you also had to learn how to lose. I, I just want to, why I'm playing you that, and, and just th this clown world and, and a world worthy of judgment, a, a world worthy of harsh judgment. So you got a football audience. There's a, a crisis that 60 Minutes is aware of and everybody's aware of, of 
black fathers and their kids. And, and so here's a world at the brink of potentially World War III has an opportunity to talk about that and something real, instead chooses to take its football audience that, that a lot of black men indulge in and black young kids indulge in, take them and drive them to 60 Minutes so that 60 Minutes, Rich Paul and whoever the interviewer was, that's not Ed Bradley, Ed Bradley's dead. I, I, I don't know, even know the guy's name. That's how little attention I pay. But, uh, and the message is, Rich Paul's dad gave him a life skill, shooting dice. And Rich Paul used that life skill to become the most powerful agent in all of professional sports. So dads, young men, teach your 12, 13, 14-year-old boy to shoot dice. When I say a world and, and, and worthy of judgment, harsh judgment, that is the message they're sending. And again, every message that comes from corporate media is satanic and evil and intended to destroy. The truth about Rich Paul is that LeBron James, one of the greatest Athletes of all time, a guy that God smothered with athletic gifts in the womb is using that blessing from God to empower his buddy, Rich Paul. I got no problem with it. That's how LeBron wants to use his power. But then to take that and say, Rich Paul, who literally just fell into a relationship with LeBron James and is riding LeBron James' back, and that's why he's got a sports agency, and that's what's made him a great sports agent, is he's representing one of the most physically gifted human beings of the last 50 years. But 60 Minutes will tell you, no, it was his dad that taught him how to shoot dice, and earlier in there we didn't show you, it was you know, his drug dealing, and then later they, they get... Rich Paul analogizes what he was doing on the streets, dealing drugs, shooting dice, hustling. He analogized it to Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos, and they're just hustlers just like me. And the, the whole message was just sent out there to young people. Yeah, these streets are going to prepare you uh, to be the next Rich Paul. Rich Paul isn't prepared and has never been prepared to be Rich Paul. He's LeBron's friend. LeBron has propped him up. It's great they built an agency. It's great LeBron popped up his friends. But you don't have to sell it to us like dealing drugs and shooting dice is what made this guy a great agent. And so... Dealing drugs, shooting dice, and again, you got to watch the whole thing. He's talking about 30, 40 guys. That's how you get killed. That's how you end up in jail. The overwhelming majority of people that Rich Paul was hustling with, shooting dice, dealing drugs, those guys ended up in jail. They're not NBA super agents. They didn't become best friends with LeBron James. 
That's an evil, wicked message. It's, it's an indication of how corrupt and away from God our society and culture is, that we would sell this message on a powerful television show. Having a chance to educate people on an international conflict that could endanger our safety here in America. Nah, we ain't got time for that. We'll run Rich Paul out here, Adele's boyfriend, and pretend like, you know, shooting dice and dealing drugs is a great education for how to operate in the boardroom. We have We have sold out God, and we're very vulnerable. That's my takeaway from what's going on in Israel and Hamas, that God uses wicked people, wicked people to punish the people that should know better, the people that he favored the people that he blessed the most, God will use wicked people to punish them for abandoning him. America, we've been favored. We've been blessed by God. We've abandoned him. We've allowed the satanic people to take over all of our institutions. And we just hope that it all goes away and one day it's going to snap back to normal. It's not. We have to repent, all of us. Even those of you that are sitting around, well, it ain't me. I didn't have anything to do with it. I go to church every Sunday. I, did, I don't hang at the strip club. I don't do this. I don't do that. I just mind my business. We're called on to do more than that. And, and, and keeping a society and culture that, that just pretends to care about God. That's not a high bar to reach. We just need to pretend at this point because we're not even pretending. We're not even pretending. We've all fallen into the secular trap. We're all trying to make peace with the nut jobs and the satanic people that just... Everything is about their feelings. And oh, if I feel like a man today, you got to respect it and use my pronouns. And if I want to sexualize your kids and take them to a drag show or whatever, you just got to go for it. You got to go with it or you're a homophobe or you're afraid of being called racist. If you say, no, I'm going to stand on these Christian values. We're all cowards. Oh, we don't want to be... We don't want to be canceled. Oh my, what about my kids? What about putting them through college? I just got to put up with this until I get my kids through college. Or, oh, my wife will leave me and blah, blah. It's all a bunch of excuses because if we really believe, God will provide. And so we're going to be, at some point, reduced to a, to a level where God will be our only salvation. 
And there's going to be a lot of suffering before we're willing to admit that. But it's coming. (sighs) That's my take on Israel and Hamas. Uh, I've put out, uh, for those of you that want, uh, in the morning, we'll have, me and Steve Kim in the morning, we'll release some stuff on YouTube. Uh, talking about NFL quarterbacks and talking about a little daily dose of Deion Sanders uh, for those of you that want some lighter stuff. But today I just I couldn't be light. I, I couldn't avoid this topic. I don't know if I'm going to be avoided the rest of this week. I've asked uh, Virgil Walker to come into town uh, to help me further talk about this. But w- we're going to put out a lot of content this week because I need to talk about what's really going on, and I, I want to provide you a little bit of entertainment. And so we're we're, we're going to put out a lot of content this week. Uh, the shows will probably be a bit more serious, and then we'll put out some separates of some of the lighter stuff and some of the inconsequential stuff. But uh, uh, this stuff is too important not to talk about. Uh, this stuff, what's going on right now, could impact your kids and your grandkids uh, moving forward, their safety, their way of life here in America. Uh, And so I want to talk about it today and we'll probably talk about it again tomorrow. Uh, Thank you for uh, tuning in. We'll play tomorrow and we'll see you tomorrow. I just want, I wanna be, I just want